0: Hey guys, it's Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast. Before we get started on this week's episode, I wanna give a quick testimonial for this week's sponsor, and that is CoverWallet. CoverWallet for agents provides a single point of entry to access nine separate commercial carriers, including Chubb, Liberty Mutual, Hiscox, and Guard for thousands of classes of businesses. Guys, if you're looking for the solution that keeps you from having to enter in thousands of Accord forms or thousands of entries to Accord forms that really hangs up your day, I know I hate that. CoverWallet literally changed my life when I discovered them and their innovative platform. Agents are also able to service customers online through CoverWallet and receive a bindable quote for products including general liability, BOP, workers' comp, professional liability, and more. And I got to tell you guys a story. I had a client that I was moving over from another carrier. It was a $30,000 professional liability policy. And we were literally about to lose the deal. We were literally going to tell the client to stay with the current carrier. We could not do anything with it. We were just having a really tough time with one of our other brokers. And I thought, what the heck? And this was right after we got signed up with CoverWallet. I thought, what the heck, we'll try it through CoverWallet. And I literally had the client's number pulled up in my phone and was about to call them and tell them they needed to stick with the $30,000 quote from my competition. Ran it through CoverWallet. CoverWallet was able to provide a policy through an amazing carrier at $11,000, and we increased this client's coverage. Guys, they literally saved my day. And I'll tell you something else that they do really good. CoverWallet does sell direct to consumer, Okay. But what they do is the leads that they are not able to sell direct to consumer, they push to their agents. So our office is able to go in every morning and we've got literally hundreds of leads that we can work and call and work from. And a buddy of mine, Aaron Robertson, sold, I think, an $80,000 commercial trucking policy off a one call close off of a lead that CoverWallet pushed him. So guys, if you sign up through the insurance guys, CoverWallet's actually going to give you some free leads that you normally would not get through them. Normally you have to bind a few policies before they give you the leads. They're actually going to go ahead and give you the leads. If you sign up with the insurance guys today, check out coverwallet.com backslash insurance guys. That's the coverwallet.com backslash insurance guys, or check them out in the show notes. If you need any help with that, please let me know. Thanks, guys.
1: Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys Podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services. Based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome. He is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama. Parade first team All American, rivals, five star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley?
0: I'm great, Scott. How are you doing today?
1: Best I've ever been. Very rarely do I have two guests on the podcast today. Guys, I'm excited to be here today. Today is April the 1st of 2020. We are in the middle of the COVID-19 outbreak. Bradley had a beautiful idea because he's so smart. Uh, He said, Scott, we we need to quickly get a podcast out there and talk about working from home with two insurance agents that probably know more about it than anybody else because they do a lot of it. And they uh, have people in their organizations that work from home and they work from home. At least one of them has a digital agency. So we wanted to get on here today and talk a little bit about that. But before we do, Bradley, I want to thank you for, you know, we're having to go remote today and you've done a fantastic job of setting all this up and the Zooms and the meetings and the people. And I just want to say thank you to you personally for uh, making all this happen today because you've done a fantastic job, brother. It's just all about providing the most value to the people, brother. There you go. Our mission on this podcast, guys, is to help you guys any way we can. This podcast will be coming out next week. God Will It and the Creek Don't Rise. We wanted to get it out quickly because, you know, we are right in the middle of this. And this is probably going to continue to go on for at least another month or two. So we wanted to get this podcast out to you guys as quick as possible. So without further ado... Ladies and gentlemen, she resides in Columbus, Georgia. She began her insurance career with State Farm in 2009 in Central California. After working for different agencies and companies and being tired of being paid a Snickers bar and a pack of crackers, she decided to found Apex Insurance in 2017. She built Apex to exist without the typical brick and mortar agency. Ie digital agency. She currently writes business in nine states and focuses on her niche of serving the power sports industry for her customers. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the first time on the Insurance Guys podcast, Miss Jill McGowan. How are you, Jill? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you on the show today, uh, guys. I got another. I got another one here. You know him. You love him. He is the governor of the Philippines. Ladies and gentlemen, you can hear him on episode 82 of the Insurance Guys podcast. He is the founder and CEO of CoverDesk and the CEO of Greenway Insurance and Risk Management. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Andy Priestman. How are you, Andy? I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You know what I call you, Andy. I've 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 been thinking a lot about you lately. I call you the Sam Walton of insurance because okay. you like. Uh, you remember like when Sam Walton would come to op- the openings of the, his Walmart's. He'd be in like an old blue truck, and he'd walk in, and people would say, "Who the hell is that old man walking around?" Oh, I'm just the CEO of uh, Walmart, and and I kind of feel that way about you, like. You know, you you go to these industry events and, and I don't know, you, you kind of come off as a little bit un, unassuming. People, it takes them a while to realize just how successful you've been in the, in the industry and with what you do with, with both companies that you run. I've nicknamed you the Sam Walton of, of insurance. I'll,
2: I'll take that. That's a, that's a good compliment. So thank you. Very <laughs> He'll take some Sam Walton thing. money, I'm sure. Yeah, I, would, I would love that money.
1: Well, considering he's changing the gross domestic product of the Philippines, I'd say he's probably doing okay.
2: <laughs> We're hanging in there, you know. We're doing all right. Yeah. So, so, guys, our our
1: topic of conversation today, and I just want to jump into it. We want to talk to you guys. We got we got all these agencies out there that everybody's working from home. Their agency force is working from home, and uh, we specifically picked Andy and Jill because they have done this. They they have people working overseas from home. Jill's been doing this for quite some time now and we just wanted to talk a little bit about strategies, processes, procedures, things that we can help you insurance agents with as you have your staff, your team members and yourself working from home. so Jill let's start with you. Uh, I know you've been doing this since 2017 talk a little bit about the trials and tribulations and the and the positives of working from home and, and kind of give these agents some meat and potatoes of things they can take away from this?
3: Absolutely. So <laughs> I started to pursue opening a completely digital agency in June of 2017 and didn't get my first sale until September of 2017. If that tells you anything about what it was like to not have a brick and mortar <laughs> to begin with. Right. But luckily I had uh, some experience with some insurance Uh, companies from my past careers, and got my foot in the door. And now people are asking me how I did it. So that's pretty fun, considering the first agent I called and told my business plan to told me it wasn't going to work. And I could work for him when it didn't work out for me. Sure. One of the first things that I really wanted to talk about from the minute that Bradley asked me if I would do this is that I am extremely extroverted. And I Very much so, I'm energized by being around people. So, running an insurance agency out of my house has not actually really been fun or something that I felt like I was a super expert at. It's been very extraordinarily lonely. But there are ways to combat your loneliness. Um, That's how I got hooked up with you guys. You know, it's just connecting with like minded individuals and not being hard on myself for being on the internet and connecting with people while I can.
1: So what are some things that as these as agency force out there uh, right now, you know, everybody's working from home. Give everybody some tips and tricks on things that you do every morning. You know, I assume you get up, you put your clothes on, makeup on, whatever. You, you have <laughs> like a like a schedule or a routine that you do to kind of get ready <clears throat> like somebody would going to work every day. I've
3: been so worried you were going to ask me that. because I'm not the typical, like I have to get up. I am not getting animal hair all over an outfit just to sit in my office. Like I'm not, if you're one of those people, cool, do it. You know, like if you have to do it do it, I'm not, I will, as long as I get up and I work out and I eat and get into my office before I'm open. Like that's my biggest thing is having physical activity before I come in here to get like my mind open and ready to go. Um, But I'm not a person that has, this is like the first time I wear makeup. So you're welcome, you guys. But mostly it's just hoodies. You know, I try to be comfortable when I'm here. It doesn't, the biggest thing that I've done, whether working at home or working for other people, and it sounds silly, but I posted about it on my story the other day, was using sticky notes. And some people were telling me that they do it at nighttime, but I have like a little sticky note on my monitor or to the right of my mouse when I'm working and it has the three to five most important things that I need to get done that day and make it completely non-negotiable and those are the things that you do before you leave your office that day no matter what.
1: Andy Frasillo had a podcast that talked about that. Uh, oh
2: I remember that.
1: Yeah he wrote that right write down the five things to move yeah. the forward the next day and don't try to put 30 things on your action list, you know, five things, but those are non-negotiable. They've got to get accomplished the next day. If one of them is a long-term thing, then you, you know, you put something on there like work on that for one hour or two hours or whatever it may be. It's not like build a website in one day. (laughs) I'll tell you what
0: I've done and, and I'm guilty of this. And I think a lot of other people are guilty of this as well is, is I'll only put like the high points on my calendar, like meetings, things like that. But if I have to do payroll or or whatever, sometimes I would maybe forget to do something important because it wasn't important enough to be on my calendar, although it was important. And so what I've started doing recently is I literally put every single thing I'm going to do on my calendar all the way down to showering and dropping my daughter off at the school bus. Obviously not doing that right now, but you know, rewind a couple of weeks, I was doing that. That way, when I look at my calendar, I have an accurate depiction of my actual white space. Whereas if I'm only putting meetings on there, it may look like I have two hours where I can screw off or whatever, when in reality, I've got a bunch of stuff I need to get done. So
1: that's that's one way that I've done it. Andy, chime in, brother. You, you more than anybody else can speak to yeah, this. Yeah. Hey, hey, by, and by the way, I know we're on Facebook Live. So to all the insurance agents, I want to represent all of them for just a minute. You put on, I believe it was Facebook, you downloaded your work from home policy and just set it out there for everybody to have. And I want to say on behalf of all the insurance agents watching this right now, how much I appreciate you doing that. That was a great document.
2: Yeah, not, not a problem. You know, that document, we, I think we redid our, our work from home policy in 2019. So I was happy to share that with people. Um, you know, for me, I can work just about anywhere. I, I live off of a calendar. So if it's not on the calendar, I can't do it. My days are back to back meetings with whether that's somebody in the agency or somebody, you know, for a cover desk or whatever the case is you know, I live off of a calendar. But for me, I've, you know, I've got to shower, I've got to have that routine. I'm that guy that's got to have that. If not, I'm probably just not going to be the same as if I was, I don't have to be in an office, but I can work just about anywhere in the world. I've learned to do that. But for me, it's a ton of zoom meetings, it's checking in on our people checking in on our teams. And I think right now, it's important you know, to give people the benefit of the doubt because I, I keep hearing agents who want to track their employees and, and do all these things and make sure that they're doing their work. But I think everyone needs to understand that this is not the typical work from home remote as if you, know, you were already doing it. Like we've been doing it for years. We've lived in a very decentralized culture with different offices uh, spread out, people not being together. And then a lot of people working from home but I think people's mental states are not the same as they were two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And I think people need to take a deep breath. Agencies is who I'm referring to agents, owners, Um, take a deep breath, let your people, you know, work as much as they possibly can to get the work done that they need to do. But at the same time, you know, it's not, they're not going to be a hundred percent. No one's a hundred percent right now because of what is going on. But I think, you know, as far as working remote, you know, everyone's gotta have their own way a little bit. And you know, what works for you might not work for somebody else. And I think that's important. And I think checking in on your team, you know, if you've got employees that are, you know, all working decentralized right now, like we all are, you know, we do a team huddle every other day. You know, it's just five minutes. If you if you have a meeting and you can't be there, fine, no problem. But whoever's there, let's all check in. We're also doing a Thursday happy hour where you know, we all get together for about an hour, and you know, bring your pets, bring you know, bring a drink if you want. Um, but that's been fun. We did that last Thursday, and we'll continue to do that. So I mean, I think you know, you've got to just make sure everyone is in communication, whether that's through Slack or Teams or whatever you use, or even Zoom. Zoom has a great chat feature. You know, we we actually keep Zoom open all day for our team in the Philippines. So if somebody has a question we can actually have somebody there to answer that question, you know, whether that's a coverage related question or how do I do this in the management system? And that's worked pretty well.
0: What are, what are some of the things you guys cover in that team huddle, Andy? And, and I'll ask that selfishly because we're about to start that.
2: Yeah. You know, so we've just done it like, I think once or twice. Um, It's really just to check in. How's everyone doing? Usually I think one person is going to kind of lead it. um, But really there hasn't been a rhyme or a reason to it. Just, Let's just check in and say hello and have a great day. You know, that's all it really is. It's no more than just have a super day. Yeah. Jill, I had a question
1: for you relative to, I know you work with a lot of dealerships, Harley Davidson dealerships and stuff like that, because you focus on power sports. I assume that a lot of those places are closed right now. Obviously they're non-essential businesses. So what are you doing relative to, if you're not able to focus on sales right now, you know, I'm assuming you're catching up on some stuff and doing some other things.
3: It's been a little bit hard for me this past week because I've seen it impact me. As you can imagine, the first thing that people stop paying for when they're in a financial crisis isn't their homeowner's insurance, right. it's their motorcycle. So I am, I have been talking to my office manager a lot about how to pivot the way we get business because I do have a golden book full of stuff that I can multi-line. I've been working on that slowly, but it's more of a push now to figure out ways to over-communicate with my customers that I do everything um, in the majority of states that I have. And like, I'm getting ready to send out an email blast today because the amount of non-pays I have is a lot right now, more than usual. So I'm just trying to do, stay proactive the best way I can and over-communicate with my customers A lot of my dealerships are open, but they're actually mostly in panic mode. So they're not (laughs) worried about me, (laughs) so Uh, to speak. (laughs) So I just, I'm really working on pivoting the way that I do things, which was already the direction that I was going to begin with. It's just a little bit more of a push.
1: I like to over communicate with your customers. I like that.
3: And I think digitally, you need to do that as well. I I only have one employee is my office manager, but we talk constantly. (laughs) And we talk through our spreadsheets that are all cloud-based, like we're physically communicating almost all day. So, and and that's one of the best things that I learned as somebody else's manager, the owner of the business of what to do digitally, because I'm very hands-on whenever I've been a a manager of people, it's been Mm. hands-on. So over-communicating is probably the best. And that advice came from someone else who works digitally to me. (laughs) So...
0: Talk about some of the tools that you use, Jill, in order to efficiently run a
3: digital agency. That's probably like the most thing that I'm proud of and that I want to start sharing more of is my physical digital infrastructure. I use a voiceover IP phone that my office manager and I can screen share. We don't even speak sometimes. We just type to each other. I'm like, what are you having an issue with? I can't change the address in this. Screen share, share me your screen, type, 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 type. It's over here, click this, da, 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 and then close out the screen, and you're done. Uh, you can do it with anybody that's on your network, it's really super cheap. And because it registers as a landline, I can have it with Zipwhip, which is a texting company. They both act independently of, an, of one another, software wise. And I can't text from the phone line, I text through Zipwhip, but it's the same exact number. You can turn your landline phone as an agency into a texting number most of the time with ZipWhip. Both programs are super cheap. Um, The CRM that I use is QQ. And I know there's a lot of agents that have issues with it because when you have Ivans downloading into it, there's a lot of things that don't go over some, and it's different for every company. I have a running spreadsheet of things that don't download in and every single policy change or written policy that I touch that either of us do anything with is listed in a spreadsheet. That way it's cross-referenced with the CRM in order to make sure nothing falls through the cracks. And you don't have to micromanage anybody because you can see every single click that they do. You don't have to micromanage anything. If somebody's not doing their work, you can see it. You can print out from QQ a whole list of every single click that happened in that management system by person, by sales, like whatever. You can see everything. There's no need to micromanage anybody in this day and age. You already can, and you don't have to let them know (laughs) because you can see it. But all of my systems are digital entirely. I don't even have a
2: filing cabinet in here. What about you, Andy? We use uh, Salesforce and uh, AMS 360. We use uh, 3CX, which is a voice over IP phone system. We've got a bunch of tech. Um, and we're working to put it all into one omni-channel platform. I mean, that's the main goal. But for us, you know, we're kind of the same way. We can see people's clicks and what they do and their production. And we know uh, who's busy and who's not. And we look at a lot of reporting. We use Freshdesk for tickets, which that's being moved into Salesforce. And at some point... This year, everyone in the entire organization will be on Salesforce. And right now it's our sales team that's been on there, um, but the entire organization will be there and you know every single department we have will be able to know exactly what people are doing at any time and uh, it's going to be very, very efficient for us.
0: So is that is that Salesforce's version of Freshdesk or is that Freshdesk access through the Salesforce app exchange?
2: No, this is us just using ticketing inside Salesforce like Freshdesk will go away. I love Freshdesk. I'm a huge I do fan. too. It's been great for us. Uh, it's a great ticketing system. We run on Zendesk before, um, but Freshdesk does a great job. You can buy it out of the box, you know, $15, $20 a month. You don't need anything special to make it work. And we've used yep. it for years and it's been, it's been great. And I think it's a good way, you know, whether you have, you know, a service team or, Uh, Whether that's a VA or a CSR account manager, like it's just an easy way to give them work and know what's open, what's closed, what's pending. And it's real time. That's the beauty of it.
0: What I like about Freshdesk from an agency owner perspective, as someone who's very sales focused, I hate service, is I can, and for those of you that don't know, so Freshdesk is a ticketing system and the tickets are, they look like this one at one on top of the other once the service person closes out the task, it grays out the ticket. So when you look at it, you can just take a quick twenty second glance and see everything service-wise that's going on in, in your agency versus making a phone call and then all of a sudden getting trapped down in the weeds of what's going on with Miss Such and Such's account. So it's a really good way just to kind of get that snapshot of everything's going on.
1: Absolutely. Hey Great. guys, I wanna I wanna touch on something I think agents want to hear about. And that is uh We've been in this now for a while. We're going to be in, in it for a little bit longer, maybe a lot longer. Who knows? But what are you doing about people calling, can't pay my insurance this month? I know a lot of carriers are starting to do, uh, you know, 30 and 60 day grace periods, stuff like that uh, for people directly impacted by it. So what, are, are you guys doing anything right now uh, once a customer or client calls and talks about needing to cancel their insurance? What's that process
2: like? So... We have not seen a whole lot of cancellations yet. Uh, our focus is homeowners insurance, uh, high volume homeowners, coastal and non-coastal in Texas. But we are keeping up with all the carrier, um, you know, changes that are going on—the 30 and the 60 days—and um, when they call, you know, we're just kind of looking at each individual policy and letting them know, you know, what their options are. Um, but for right now, you know, a lot of homeowners insurance is, you know, on escrow pay, the, the majority of it. So we're kind of in a good place, but I think that's going to change. I mean, I think there's going to be a bunch of refis, but, you know, there's going to be some people that lose their jobs and those people are going to trim down their insurance. You know, we haven't seen this in a while. So I think we're definitely going to have to deal with this and do what's right for the customer. And But I think, you know, what I'm seeing is a lot of carriers are doing the right thing. They're in front of this and it's it's you know, they're being very proactive. And I think it's a good thing what's going on in terms of, you know, 30, 60 days and, and how long they're going to have to pay their bill.
1: Jill, do you want to add to that? You're in a little different situation. I know.
3: Uh, I've already seen it start to happen. I'm going to also try to stay ahead of it and I'm working on an email blast today that's going to go out to all of my customers, letting them know that companies are offering grace periods and things like that. Um, at the very beginning of this, I called all of my commercial customers immediately. How are you doing? What's going on? Um, how's your business affected right now? You know, I have one customer I've already spoken to. It's he's, he's a restaurant. He he has two. He's completely shut down, like entirely. You know, how we can push his payments out and just working kind of on thing, working on things on an individual basis, but also letting customers know that I'm here and can help them with things and not to just call the 800 number and cancel.
1: <laughs> Have you had a chance to catch anybody before they were going to cancel and, and talk with a carrier and work out some type of arrangement? Has that happened yet?
3: I honestly just started noticing because I'm in so many States, like it's just been this week that I've noticed it. I thought that it was going to be okay. And now I'm honestly kind of a little fearful today and yesterday when I started, cause I mean, I can see every premium change and it was just like, bye, a whole bunch. And I was like, Oh, gotta, gotta do something about this. Be proactive
1: about this. So. Andy, give, give people working from home right now, just a couple of tricks and tips you've learned over the years to maximize productivity. What are just a couple of things that you would throw their way that maybe can help them be a little more productive at home while they work there?
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, as we were, we've been decentralized for years. So, you know, whether that was me having one producer in an office by their, by themselves every single day, I always made it a point to call that person even if I didn't have a reason to talk to them, to say, hello, how are you doing? And I think it's really about communication right now. It's talking to your team, making sure that they know you're there for them. Um, whether that's through a phone call, a Slack message, an email, I think communication is number one right now. I mean, that's just, uh, that's the most important thing, you know, in our, in our team, like we're all on the same phone system. So if I'm one zero zero one and the other person's, so extension 1010 it's like they're in the other office next door inside the office it's just that i'm calling them on the phone and we're all on the same system so it's like we're right next to each other to begin with so we just do a really good job keeping in contact with people you know we are a little bit of a larger agency so we do have managers you know and we make sure that those managers are talking to their teams we're still doing our one-on-ones we're still doing our group meetings every single week Um, you know, the same way that we normally would do it. And typically those meetings would be on a Zoom call and not in our office because we are Houston, Dallas, Austin, and California. So, you know, it's just important just to stay in touch with people, let them know that you're there, you know, and and what can you do to make their job easier right now? You know, I think for me, that's the number one thing. And then, you know, as far as like commercial lines, I think everyone's really worried. We're worried. We've taken a lot of calls regarding business interruption, Um, But I think to agencies, agents need to understand the SBA guidelines and what's going on in terms of what resources are going to be available to small businesses. And I think if you can get ahead of that right now and learn those things, you can then tell your customers, hey, there is a grant you can go apply for right now. There is payroll protection loans that you can go apply for right now that will be available to apply for this week. I mean, those things are available and i'd say for agency owners they should learn what all those mean and help your clients you know understand that because most small businesses they don't understand that so i think that's really important
1: i agree that's something i'm sending out today if i have if i get an opportunity i wanted to email all of our commercial clients and send them a basically three or four page document with all the SBA loans and grants and things and instructions on how to you know how to, how to apply for those things. I think that's important for us as agents to do that and help them out. Even if it's just a attachment on an email that says, hey, there may be some opportunity here for you to to help weather the storm a little bit. So we're going to try to do that here in our agency. Andy uh, and Jill, I both want to ask you, and Bradley too, I'd like to hear all your opinions on this. Last question of the day, does this change the insurance industry in terms of everybody's now gotten set up to work from home. We've kind of made modifications relative to being able to do that and, and wire work some things around when this thing ends and it will end, I don't know when, but it will, are we all going to go right back to where we were or do you guys feel like there may be some opportunity here to, for agencies to maybe start letting people work from home if that's what they want to do? So, on
0: that note, so I saw a tweet last night from somebody, I can't remember who it was, that said, an insurance carrier sending me tips for working from home that was the same insurance carrier that told me they wouldn't appoint me because I work from home is the most insurance industry thing I've ever heard. I, think, I know who
3: said that. <laughs> was it Pat? Yes. No? Okay. Okay. Um,
0: so my, my opinion is, I think that... We are always going... The carriers that want you to have a storefront when you open are always going to want you to have a storefront. But I think from this, you're going to have a little bit of the opening of the minds like, oh, wait, this can be done from home. Can write a bunch of business from home. You know, our team, my team is... Strangely, more productive with everybody working from home, and
2: we've only done that for about a
0: week. But for the last two weeks, we've had half of our team working from home, and we had our second biggest month ever in the month of March in terms of premium. So um, I think you're going to have some of that. I think you're going to in some and in some states we're already seeing this. Have some maybe some legislation around the business interruption. Coverages And, you know, certainly people are buzzing about that. But I think that, you know, I'm ever the optimist. I think we're going to see a lot more. And and not saying that this is a good thing that happened, this happening, because it's obviously terrible. But I think we're going to see a lot of good stuff come from this, possibly.
2: Andy? Yeah, so I think a whole other industry is being made right now with remote workers. I think there will be people that never go back to an office. They will say, look, I like doing this whether that's in, you know being in the insurance industry or some other industry there are going to be there's going to be a whole bunch of opportunity for agency owners to hire people in other states really good people because it's hard to find really good people sometimes in your own towns or your own cities like in Houston you know if you're looking for a licensed um, account manager it seems like they've all been from you know from one agency to the next it's just my my perspective but i think you know, you're going to be able to hire account managers in Arizona or New York or wherever you want that are really good. They're just, you know, halfway across the country. Like for us, we have an account manager in San Antonio. We don't have an office there. We hired her from day one to work from her house. And, you know, she's, you know, 10, 15 years experience and it's been nothing but great things for us. I think, you know, a whole nother industry um, is being made right now in terms of remote working and there will be people that never go back you know, to working in an office just because they, they don't want to. And I think you do get more work done sometimes working from home where, you know, you might get up at, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock, you know, check sure. your email, you know, put your kid on a bus, you know, go back, you know, and you work a little bit longer hours um, or maybe it's, you get more done, maybe not longer hours, you're more productive, but you don't have an hour commute, you know, to the office yeah. an hour commute in if you're in a large major metropolitan city. So I think um going to be some good things that come, with what's going
0: on well, for sure. Well, if you think about it too, it, like you said on the commute, but even like I have an eight minute commute, I mean, I'm and I and I go home from lunch, so I'm saving that. I mean, that's that, that's valuable time that I'm that I'm you know, not to mention not having the hour for lunch as well as the drive time. So I'm really enjoying you know, being able to just sit down, get all my work done, and, and actually have more time at the end of the day. But one thing that I think that people need to be aware of, and I think Jill can really speak to this, is have a, and I made this mistake. So when I quit my my, my last agency, I had a two-month span, 60 days from, from the time I quit to the time I opened Portal. And I worked from home during that time because I didn't have an office yet. And about two weeks in, I was so anxious at about 7.30 at night. I was like, I, don't, I, I told my wife, I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me right now. And she said, you've been at home for 18 hours and you haven't gotten up to the table. <laughs> I think the importance of, I, I don't smoke. I've never smoked in my life. I've never wanted to smoke a cigarette more in that moment. I was like, I just got to get outside. <laughs> I got to get out. I got to get out of here. And I, and I think, oh I think that it's important to have a designated work area that that's where you do your work at and you can step away from it or close the door or turn it off at a certain time. Because me, as someone who absolutely loves what I do, you know, I'll start at 6 a.m. in the morning. And the next thing I look up, it's eight o'clock in the the evening. And so I say this as I'm I'm working from my kitchen and I don't have a designated area to turn it off. But I think that is super important. I think that's going to hit a lot of people really soon that they're just like, oh, my God, I feel so overworked. Even though they're working from home.
1: Well, guys, I appreciate you being on the show today. It means a lot to me. Means a lot to Bradley. I would love to sit here and continue talking for the rest of the afternoon. We've got about well, how many Bradley? Five more podcasts today? Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you know, for those people on Facebook, very briefly, I was planning on going to Mobile to record in studio today and tomorrow. We kind of hit the zenith of this outbreak in Alabama really yesterday, Sunday, Monday. I've been been in the hospital five times with pneumonia. My doctors have told me that if I catch it, I've got about a 50% chance of dying from it. So after consultation with family, friends, wives, ex-wives, everybody else, uh, they all basically made me stay in Huntsville, Alabama. So I was not able to go to Mobile which is why we're doing this remotely but uh kudos to Bradley for for making it all work he's done an outstanding job so thank you again Bradley.
2: Yeah, you guys, you know, thanks for having us and I think uh it's better that you guys did not get together cuz we need we need you guys here for many many more podcasts. So
1: Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that Andy. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and shut this thing down. As I always say, rewards come from action, not discussion. This is the time for us to shine. The United States of America is the greatest country in the world, and we will kick coronavirus's ass before this is over with. Bear with us for another couple of two or three weeks, and we hopefully will be on the downhill slide of this thing. We love all of you. We appreciate you so much listening to the show and being a part of it. You're a big part of our lives, and it uh, just means a lot to us. But Get your ass out there when you can go back to work. Build relationships. Make money for your family. Do what you can right now. Play offense, not defense. Remember that. Offense sells tickets. And you've got to get on offense right now and call your people. Talk to folks. Tell them that, you know, make sure that they know that there may be some opportunity for you to help them with their payment. Try not to lose as much business as you can. And make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your parents that are struggling, and write good business for the companies that you represent, and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, guys. Uh, Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll be back real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at SaraLandInsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of The Insurance Guys. Take care.